Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Your regular program will be with you very, very shortly. But first, a quick announcement from me, Chris Pajak of the Red Men TV. I want you to sign up to Red Men Plus. You get more podcasts in your ears every single f- day, man. It's incredible. Just go and do it. Redmenplus.com. Loads of benefits. Discord servers, merchandise, discount codes. We've got it all for you. Right to your programming. Hey everyone, Redmen Podcast. And the three of us are back together. Been a while. The room. It has been a little while. Steve's been on his uh, his mid-season break. Yeah. Ahead of the mid-season break. Bit of warm, yeah, a bit of warm weather training for the last two games that we've got to play before. before we stop again. <laughs> what were you training for? <laughs> Pieing contest, apparently. <laughs> How much steak can you possibly consume? Contest. If there's one of them in December, I'm primed. I'm ready to go. I've had a good pre season if that's if I'm in one of them. Yeah, Steve Chris Pajak, and Paul Machen here for Liverpool related podcasty goodness. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking Leeds, Napoli, and beyond. There's three games now until the, the mid season break. And I want to know where people are, how people are feeling about that because, like, Probably yesterday, walking into the office, everyone was like, oh, God. And then today, Liverpool have subsequently won a game of football, and whether that changes things, we'll get into all that. If you are watching or listening live on YouTube, then you can use the live show chat to interact. If you're over on Twitter, you can come and join us as well uh, for that. And after the fact, just remember, we love you just as much. All of that's a lie, it's less. Um, kick-off question. Ashley Frith, one of our Club Legend subscribers, asks... With the disgraceful Matt Hancock going uh, going into I'm a Celeb, which of our current players do you think would do best and worst? I, you know what? I need context. I found out today loads of people in different countries don't know what I'm a celebrity is. Yeah, we saw it in the club legend. That's just someone needed that explaining to them what it was all about. And okay, so just for, for context of what I'm a celebrity is, is that a, a number of pseudo celebs go into a, into a jungle. And they have to basically do games for food rations and what have you. The public vote to put them in a variety of these things, and they range from having like insects on your face to eating, eating, kangaroo, eating kangaroo penises to drinking horrendous stuff to being locked in small enclosed areas with creepy crawlies and all that kind of stuff. And at the times, it is the greatest television known to man, and other times, it's a bit crap. Um, so yeah, that's it. And yeah, Matt Hancock, who is also obviously disgraced MP and current man trying to push a book, um, and the man mainly responsible for so many people dying due to COVID nineteen in this country, uh, is going in there. Um, but we'll talk about that on podcast extra because got to keep politics out the podcast, Chris. Got to keep politics out of the podcast. I've got words about that. I've got <laughs> many, many words and largely about Matt Hancock. Yeah. Why do we have to save it for extra? Why can't we do it now? Got to keep politics out of the podcast. Um, 
the prick. Um, the Tory prick. Make them pay for the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, come join us on that. We'll be going live immediately after this over on RedmanPlus.com. So, yeah, anyway. Um, who of the current Liverpool players do you think would do best and worst? I remember Virgil had that in two. Remember, it was like one of the, where the kids in two and he said, what are you scared of? And he went, I'm scared of nothing. <laughs> Uh, and the, uh, I've got a sneaky feeling. I believe them. I think. I see. I when people say that he's scared of spiders. I think he's, he's scared, scared of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Virgil gets in the bath and sees the spiders. I know. I think. I think Van Dyke would be the best because he's got the attributes for everything skill wise. Massive, strong, quick, and I do. And calm as you like as the song goes. And I, I think he's actually a brave fella. So you need someone who's cool under pressure That's in that dog. environment. Like, get you, creepy cool. You're into fucking that ridiculous. Don't be stupid. It's Darwin Nunes. Darwin Nunes gets in the box with the spiders and the spiders run away. Like There's, there's <laughs> absolutely no way that anything's attacking Darwin Nunes. Darwin Nunes is in there. And, and, and you can imagine it. He's, a, he's, he's chaos on the football field. He'd be chaos in that as well. He'd pick up yellow cards when they're not a thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like That's what he's about. Like he'll, he'll be there. He'll be doing other people's challenges for them because he steals goals off people. Why wouldn't he steal challenges off people? Imagine the, skill, imagine the skills challenges, though. Like It'd be like, throw a hoop over, over that kangaroo's knob or something. That's what they end up doing. Got one, missed. And he gets one from a yard. He gets one, he gets one from like 20 yards, but misses the one from like four foot. It'd be, it would be great television. But... And also, I suppose he would not. Like I said this today. The best thing about Darwin is that he can anything's a possibility with him. The set, like any from I'm going to score from the halfway line to I'm going to knock somebody out, and everything in between is is on the table. But at any second with Darwin, so he might not do the best in terms of winning, but I think as entertainment, he he would be box he'd office. Fir- he'd, he'd make the first couple of weeks fly. I think having him, I I like the idea of a, dub- of a double <laughs> just team. knocks like Boy George out or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever, a double team of Trent and Robbo going in because again I. Because I, I think Robbo would be good value because I could see him like talking himself through stuff in challenges, but he's got like a big bowl, a goldfish bowl full of crickets, and he's just going like, "Hey there, pal, how are you doing? Oh, don't go up my nostril. What are you doing there? You know what I mean? I think he, I think he'd be good value. I think he'd be tough. But if you could put Trent in there with, him, I have a sneaky suspicion Trent's another one. I don't. I, he strikes me as the kind of lad who wouldn't be, deal very well with like untidiness and stuff. He's clearly got a bit of OCD about him, Trent. And I think like I could see Robbo just ripping him for week. What Milner? Milner would be too easy. It'd be too easy for Milner, wouldn't it? You wouldn't even get a motion. He'd just battle through and do it, and everyone <laughs> would be like, "Great, well, but, but yeah, uh, bro, thanks so much for bringing all the food to kind of terrible tally that." Got it. Oh, got it. You crocodile, crocodile. Dick again, okay. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Children, <laughs> children starving in Africa. You know what I mean? just, it's like, all right, James. Yeah, yeah Christ. Um, no, I think he would. I think he'd be very good. But in terms of what you want to be good, you want people who freak out a little James, bit. James, it might be you. No problem at all. Um, yeah. Who do yeah. worst? Who would do worst? Um, at the moment, Fabinho. He can't do anything right. Because like at the start of the season, I'd be like, Fabinho would absolutely nail this because he's got he's strong and he's tall and he's quick and he's powerful. And he'd just be like, he'd be he'd be going to reach reach for things and he'd be missing them. And he'd be like falling off ravines and all kinds of shit. He's the kind of lad at the moment this season where he'd jump out the out the plane and his parachute wouldn't open because that's just how his season's going so far. So it probably would be him. But yeah. any other suggestions? Pet Linders. Only because it's very Matt Hancock. 
it's like obviously he's released the book intensity and stuff like that and then he goes in there and shows that he's got absolutely none a lot of, <laughs> lot of scrutiny on, on yeah, how hard Pep would be working in that situation yeah I'd be, I'd, I'd be keen to see that I mean ultimately Jürgen Klopp would be the greatest get I'm a celebrity's ever yeah. had of all time but there's no way no way he'd ever, ever do that surely surely not no, you say that. Never say never. Depends how skinny he is in a few weeks' time. You, yeah. know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, sad. I, I fact, uh, L I am here in the comments says it. Nabby would be the worst. It's break. There's players who you uh, you kind of want to test. So I kind of like the way like Matt, Matt Hancock's going to end up getting voted for everything. He's going to be like the Gillian McKeith or what, whatever. Where people load someone so they want them to go through the ringer. I think it'd be a lot of Liverpool fans just testing him to see how how he how he copes in that kind of environment, and knowing how that goes, he'd probably be boss. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, you know, you wait, you're hoping someone's going to be rubbish, but really, they end up they end up being really good. Yeah, I think it's an interesting shout anyway. I, yeah, and Ellis, I, I think Verge would be squeamish. I, see, I, I, I have a sneaky feeling that, like, like, like elephants are scared of mice. Like a big giant yeah, fella yeah, scared yeah, of yeah. Just, you know, you think He's got the, the long hair thing. He did that thing with Gary Neville, didn't he? He said, at home, he lets the hair down. For start, you know, you'd be getting all caught, sort of creepy crawlies in there and all that kind of stuff. And when he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's just got like a giant spider on his head, I, Virgil strikes me as the kind of, like, you know, the old Tom and Jerry cartoons where the, the, the maid that end up on the chair. With like, like <laughs> just, I can see Virgil just someone, someone being up a tree, but running away from like a, like a cricket or something. Yeah, sorry, Virg, he'd probably be sad. Yeah, I disagree. I think he, I think he just deal. I think he just pick up and launch it, and then James Milner either. Yeah, and boring television. <laughs> right, so before we dive into it, then uh, we're going to be talking, yeah, a little, very, very briefly about Leeds. We're going to talk about the glory of beating the best team in Europe um, in Napoli um, and then beyond. But we've had a very short break because we've got some fabulous, fantastic, wonderful Christmas jumpers that are available to pre order right now. Hey, you wonderful podcast listener. Get back to the show very, very shortly. Just want to give you a heads up about our merchandise store, redmenmerch.com. Go over there, check it out. Some amazing T-shirts, books, gifts, absolutely everything you need for the Liverpool fan in your life or indeed just to treat yourself. So yeah, head on over to redmenmerch.com. Check out the amazing products that we've got on offer. I'm sure you'll love them and I'm sure you're going to love the rest of this show too. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Brilliant. We've just discovered that Joe's ability to count down from 10 really lacking there. He was only to do from five then, you know. Yeah, I've given him a bit of more credit than was due. You look nice in that jumper, by the way. Hey, bring up your eyes. Uh, Redmenmerch.com. We're now spooky season is done. Obviously, we've got to get the fireworks done. So much you'll tell out to Liverpool. They're frightening performances. That's a good tweet. That's the. That, she said that getting numbers. Like, yeah, numbers. exactly. Your negative, your negative Liverpool tweets like a horror movie villain coming back for one last scare. Keep 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 this to yourself. This is something where we disagree. On. Okay. You think I'm a prick, so basically. No, no, and no. I, don't. I just think you are. No, I just. Yeah, yeah all right, Santa. Yeah. You're doing it less and less, though. Yeah, I've got, I've got less time in my life. He's working me too hard. That's when it's no. It's literally just come back. <laughs> <and> <laughs> two weeks on the day in the busiest period. Of Three weeks wasn't he off for? No, two and a bit. Okay. <laughs> we lost the leads. Um, we did. Two was, and a big bit. Right. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Two big Pro rata, uh, like working days at three weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, sad. Anyway, yeah, Liverpool lost the lead. It was shite. Um, and it led Why? us Why? Why are we talking about that? I don't want to talk about leads. it led us to um, being that general sort of belief. It reminded me a lot in the build-up, Chris, to like, to build to Man City where there's a lot of fatalism around it in a different way because I think people expected us to get like battered by City because we've been in shit form or, or whatever and I saw a lot of like the whole like just play a bunch of children in this game and throw it away there were four games left in the season but mid-season we've obviously had to rotate but I I'm glad they approached it the way they approached it because ultimately and I'm sure James Miller might disagree if he's injured for any more than a couple of days or whatever, but we didn't get the results to get us top of the group, but I walked out of Anfield feeling really good about myself again, and it, once again, it's another example where we've gone up against one of the informed teams in, in Europe and proved that we can we can hold our own against them, which Man City already told us, but I just think we just we're gonna this is going to be a season, it feels like, of having to remind ourselves we're not going to be that 95-point team, but... We're also not quite as bad as the extrapolation would have us over a full over a full season of being a. I think it's a yeah, Jürgen said it well in his press conference after the game. You know, we talked about. You know, I think he was asked a question, something along the lines of, "Do you doubt the quality of this side?" 
And Jürgen's answer was, no, I don't doubt the quality of this side. The boys have got quality. The team has got quality. This is from verbatim, by the way. Um, this is the sentiment of what mm. he was saying. It's the consistency that we've got a problem with right now. It's not yeah. the quality of the lads. And that, that there's loads of reasons for that. It is injuries. It's the amount of minutes for the lads who aren't injured. It's obviously everything else that we, we know all the reasons of. Liverpool have got quality. They've always had quality. They haven't dropped off a cliff in any way, shape or form. But they're not able to do it at a consistent level right now. That's the difficult thing that we've had. Man City played into our hands because they played us like Man City play Liverpool toe-to-toe. Napoli played us toe-to-toe. And we're still good at that toe-to-toe. We have a problem when it's other sides who are sitting back and, you know, you lose an early goal because you're getting hit on the counter-attack, but you leave yourself open to the counter-attack. When sides don't play as like that, we've still got that. And you saw last night a confidence that's easily shattered, don't get me wrong, when you can see the first goal. But when we scored that first goal, the confidence through the side, the, the, the way that we were playing football was just Liverpool. Now, it helped that we went to 4-3-3. It helped that we had a defender in Canate who was able to move the ball forwards without us going across the back line nine times before we found the pass. Like, we just got into the midfield. It helped that we had the high press again because we had a front three that were able to play the high press. And it helped that we had a midfield that understood the roles. All of that's to say Liverpool can still play the 4-3-3 this season as long as we've got the players to play the 4-3-3. And when we play the 4-3-3 and we've got the players to do it, we'll be just as good as we've ever been. It, like, it was it's just like watching Liverpool again, you know, and we've we've had some wild bits and pieces and I saw little glimpses of it in Ajax, but it's the it's the recognisable patterns of play that returned. And the problem is with that is that it was that part of the problem that got us into the situation in the first instance. If we can recognise it, can opponents recognise it and blah, blah, blah. But at this point, I just don't think we can afford to be too choosy. We've tried a few other things to try and jumpstart things and make things work. But we've had long, lengthy discussions over the last month or so about what you lose when you do change that and the marginal gains that were, were, are baked into this side and this squad and the collective understanding go when you're changing it because you, you gain the element of surprise, but you lose the tried and tested. And the well, it, if you keep changing things, it does not, you, you are going to be inconsistent because you're going to have different results. You know I mean? like, the, diamond, the diamond hasn't worked. I know we beat Ajax with it, but I don't think we play well. It looked... It got exposed a bit by Leeds of two bits all four two three one. Look how it works sometimes. Then other times it didn't. So I think Jurgen was changing the formation. He he didn't want to have to use four two three one and diamonds. Ideally, he wanted to be four three three the whole season and it will be boss again. He had to try and change stuff again. Injuries, form, loads of different things. It, it was like I say last night it was more more like us. I said it, I said it on the show, so I don't repeat myself too much. Like we are like this season the living embodiment of the Gattuso. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah. That's what we are, yeah. and there is no rhyme or reason for that. I don't think between games, particularly, it shouldn't be as up and down. Usually when you you can you're at a level and you, you hover around it, or we're up here and down like on the floor at times, and that's what that's what goes back to that consistency. Liverpool. I just need to find a level because Liverpool being seven out of ten will win the majority of games because our quality will shine through. It's that when you've got the injuries and when things are going wrong and, and you're down here and you're up there, it's mad. Like that's where we are. And it's so strange for the Jurgen Klopp team because the one thing I would say about us for the last few years is we have been consistent. Mm-hmm. We've either been. For 80% consistently good but when we've been shit we were actually consistently shit because yeah. we kept losing every week in that in that COVID season it was, there was no ups and downs it was just it was all downs until it turned around again. So, until it was all ups yeah so to, 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 to see us go on like the roller coaster, it's very unlike us we are playing like a team who are in a top four that's what top four battles teams yeah. do you can Man United can win the derby against Man City but then lose 4-0 to Brent you know that, 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 that's what they've yeah. been through but the, 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 Diaz is the big 
thing that's changed all this and why we've changed formation so many times. And again, Jürgen said this in his press conference after the game. He said basically, look, the the four three one two we played, and he alluded to this, and I'm I'm reading in between the lines a little bit. But Darwin Nunes wasn't able to do the defensive side of a left of a three, mm-hmm. but he can do the offensive side of a left of a three, which we saw last night. Yeah. When we were pushing on and we were trying to win the game, he was doing it. Now, it's not because he doesn't try, because he does run. He yeah. runs back, he defends, he just doesn't understand the role. Yeah. And I think now that he's probably looking at it and you know, going back to the original point, Diaz was on that left-hand side, you can do that. As soon as we lost Diaz, as soon as we lost Jota, uh, you haven't got anyone who can do that. Kurt Jones had a great impression of that yeah. last night and grew into the game, and I'm shocked at the amount of abuse that he had online on stuff because he just wasn't a bad player. But Nunes, if he can show us that he can do that left-hand side and put the def- and understand the defensive side of things, we will play the 4-3-3, yeah. and we'll be better in the 4-3-3. But we need players back to be able to help us do that as well. And I think Louis Diaz is probably the player that allows us to play the 4-3-3 at the moment. And also, one of the reasons he went to 4-2-3-1, and he, again, he said this, as much as was that well I had loads of attackers fit yeah. and I had no midfielders fit so why would I why wouldn't I just get all four of them because he was picking for them and he still had the quality lad on the bench when everyone was back so you know we had he had Jota Diaz Salah Nunes Bobby he just picked four of them and had one on the bench along with Harvey Elliott or Cavalli who can get involved yeah now as we move now as the midfielders are starting to get back fit again so pretty much all of them I think are, are available now the, the centre mids pretty I don't much. know about Hendo still Hendo was out with the precaution but in general no one's miles off it they're all yeah. they're all available yeah with he, the exception of Arthur he was never really close yeah, to yeah, yeah he doesn't exist he's a, he's a figment of our imagination over the night he's got like he's got Chamberlain and Cater available now for the next three games he, he's got everyone back so it makes sense that oh I've got my midfielders back I might as well go back to because yeah. what the I think the the diamond exposed Fabinho's weaknesses even more because he's having a bad season and I, I wrote this on Twitter and I know you don't know what you're giving me tweets I said what we did to Fabinho was unfair we made we, we were we put a lad who was desperate for help. He needed help, and we took the help away from him. We made him do more work in that three yesterday. He wasn't great, but he had lads close to him who were helping him out. Like against Leeds, as soon as one fella skipped past him, there was no one left yesterday. If someone skipped past him, he had a bit more the prob- help. The problem we've had, and the, the, the kind of Robbo highlighted it back in Napoli, and we've seen it where the collectivism is what has been the strength of Liverpool. It's everyone working constantly, everyone pushing through the pain, and there's been one too many lads going, either, I've, I've done all this, do I need, do I really need to go, or going, God, this hurts, I've, I don't think I've I don't think I've got this, and it's all well and good, it's, I equate it to like, you know, you end up with like loads of ciggies on a random area of the floor, because when you go to put a ciggy butt out, you go, you look around, and the second you see another ciggy butt, you're like, close enough. It's like when you're looking for a bin, and you go, that's why rubbish ends up next to a bin, because as soon as another human being has followed that path, and when they... Or bottles looking, on walls, or, yeah, you see, see it loads. Exactly, you know, and that's what Liverpool have kind of had in their, in their mentality of like, well, he's not running, I'm not running, well, it kind of absolves you, because you don't stick out like a sore thumb for your lack of effort. If there's one, two, or three, more lads who would all like you that spreads and that gives you the, the get out of jail free card for not being the one who, who kind of sprints back but when you start to, when more. you start to put, put the effort in as a team everybody put the effort in as a team and I think <coughs> that's why I'm still don't know the right word I'm not negative on it right but 
being able to be up for City and being able to be up for Napoli is is different to being able to be up for Leeds and Nottingham yes. Forest. And it's not until we can outrun them and outwork them yeah. that we're going to become consistent. Yeah. That, and now, they, they have the, the ability to, to do it and they went back to basics. We won every second ball last night for the first time. Our goals were second ball goals. Like, that's just not been happening over Closing the last few so years. Yeah. Yeah, they were always close for a tackle. The high press helped. The midfield were there. We weren't five yards away with Fabinho on an island all by himself. But you've got to do that against the smaller sides or the perceived smaller sides that's how you become consistent you have to do that against everybody yeah. I don't think because again a result of injuries the summer where we probably didn't get the players and we wanted blah 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 I think sometimes you, City for example when they're flying or even Arsenal to an extent right now where they've got loads of good players loads of options and the confidence is that they know that even if they're only 5 out of 10 We've got that little bit of quality that'll just win us this game. Liverpool haven't really had that. There hasn't been anyone who's just gone, yeah, we'll, I'll just win us this game when, when we don't play well. Because, like, listen, we, 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 we half back to all the year and the great moments we've had. League winning season, Champions League, whatever. But there's games in there where Liverpool just sneaked out to 1-0 or just about got there with a little bit of quality. We haven't really seen that. This year it was more, when we were like Newcastle was the last kick of a game of a bounce of a ball. We had the West Ham game where it was a penalty save and a you know, clearance off the line the last second. We haven't really shown the quality just to eke these sides out where you don't have to outwork them, but you've just got too much for them. Yeah. So therefore, you're right in saying we need to match these teams for work rate right? because we haven't got the, the difference in quality. Actually, isn't, hasn't shown itself. Yeah. So Na- Napoli and Ajax were just great examples of how you manage a football game, and we did ride our luck more certainly in the opening of the Ajax game than the Napoli, and they still had two really good opportunities to um, to, sc- to score in that match as well. Um, but what what we you, right, you put that in first, you control the game, you take the sting out of it, get on the ball. You don't necessarily need to throw the kitchen sink at it because I had that general feeling of the Napoli game was like, and we're the better team here. They've had a cup. They they've made. A, a, there's one that ends up. I think it's far far at kicks it right at Allison, and it's actually inside the 18 yard box, and it's a, it's a half decent shot. Takes a, one that takes a little nick off Trent. Trent got caught on the ball, yeah. And there's and there's and then but we've got the Thiago. Thiago has the shot when he's running running onto it. On the balance of it, theirs is probably a more presentable chance. But I generally felt, in general, like we'd had the, had the more of it because we were just, yeah, we were we were in control. Like, we were what, putting the work. And what gave us that ability? I went to Canate before. It was being able to play out from the back because everyone understood where the where the player was. They were supposed to pass to. Now, last night was the first time I've seen in probably three or four games where Allison's hit the left back because they're pressing high and they, and Fabinho's dropping in between Van Dijk and Canate and there's four lads and Allison just three times knocked the ball over to Shimakash. We used to do that all the time, yeah. but when we play a formation that we don't know, we don't know where our out balls are, and we just built up really well around the press and you for don't the first know, time. And you don't know who's covering for you, and you can't trust that the person's going to cover for you, so that leads to fear as well. And you're like, Canate can step into midfield knowing that, that we, there's going to be lads who are going to fill that gap in behind, and we saw that time and time again. That's the beauty of the three in midfield, particularly in the fullback areas. And it's mad that it just wasn't seemingly happening at the start of the season in the same way. But there was always Trent. Trent had another very middle of the road game, I thought. But the in terms of like who was in there helping him. You had a midfielder helping him. You had another centre back. You had the wide man coming back to help to help out when when needs be. It just felt it felt low. It was a team performance right. for the first time. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, like imagine like you like a like an old pop group or whatever, and then you've split up and then you come back and they just they start playing your song and you all know 
when you're meant to sing your bit because it's just muscle memory. It looked like Liverpool were like an old pop group and that. Yeah, they weren't quite at the level that they used to be at or whatever, but they all knew the jobs. So like you're right in saying it was in it was boss to see. Goal kick, all right, Fabinho's going to drop in. There's space for Robbo. Oh, there's Trent. He isn't playing centre mid anymore. He's just playing from his right back and he's trying to play these balls. It looked like Liverpool were doing a... Not a cheap imitation. Breaking out the hits. Like. Yeah, yeah, bring it... Just, well, it was, wheel it out we, again we kind of thing. We said this a couple of weeks ago about how like, you'd find that Chelsea would do this all the time where they'd be tasked with coming in and refreshing the team. So a new guy would come in, he'd bring in a load of young players, go tits up, he'd lose them. Lampard, Lampard, win the European <laughs> trophy at the end of the season. And that's kind of what we feel like at the moment, whereas the, 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 a combination of injuries robbing us of the younger players and the, some of the younger players being a bit too young. We're not quite ready to hand the bat on with a smooth transition. We've missed the window of the smooth baton transition. Now we're playing a bit of catch up, and it's been a bit, it's been a bit messy. <laughs> so what's happening in terms of the uh, in terms of the baton, and then they're stopped at the end of the box where they're not allowed to go any further, and they're just lashing yeah, yeah, down, yeah, the, yeah, down yeah, the fucking yeah, thing yeah. for them to grab. Yeah, no, it, it is, it, it is a bit of a mess. But my 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 thing, I was having, a, I think about this the, the other day. Big thing, medium. If I'm honest, was it while you're having a wee? No, I was driving. Oh, no, I wasn't driving because I was in my fucking car. I was sat in the back of a fucking taxi, staring at the, staring at the window uh, as the world passing by. But it was about how you, you about the climb to get to the top of uh, of your game and how teams. I did a video on this on my channel, and I started off how you tend to start off a four-two-three-one. And that's a very good counter-attacking formation because it just gives you stability by having two guys in front of the back four, and then you've got you, you've got some pace, and you can start and you can start to build some possession into your play. But largely, teams don't think you're very good, so they think you're beatable, so they leave themselves open to the counter-attack. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Leicester won the league doing that, but then it could never come close to repeating that feat. Liverpool had it early under Klopp. But then you've got to transition to being a possession-based side because inevitably teams stop playing that against you. A point against is a good result. Exactly. But the problem we've got is that teams treat us like we're brilliant but we're not brilliant. And so you go go back to go back to basics, go and be a counter when well, you can't go back to four, two, three, when you can't go back in the process because teams don't play you like that. Teams don't throw the kitchen sink at you and leave themselves wildly open to, to doing the same thing. So that's where we've been at. We've been trying to play certain styles of play that would suit a team that was a bit crapper on the climb, but we're not on the climb. Our reputation goes precedes us. So we're still we four three three as much as it's not perfect. We're still more often than not going to come up against teams that that's going to suit us, and then it's about personnel on top of that. So just hopefully plugging someone like Darwin Nunes in, and it goes to one of the points I want to talk to you about. I've seen loads of people saying it, going, "He's got to start now. He's got to start." All people say, "I don't understand why he's not starting." That performance shows me exactly why he's not starting because he, he, that impact that he can have in half an hour is bigger than anyone else we've got in that squad who's capable of doing that for half an hour. We saw Nottingham Forest, we're throwing Ox up from for the last 10 minutes in Wait, the top I, nine. I think the fact that he doesn't start tells you how important he is. Yeah. It's that simple. Because he wants some full strength for, Napoli, uh, for Tottenham at the yeah. weekend. Yeah. It's, that, it's that easy. Because yeah. he is an absolute handful. He's going to score bags of goals for us. My big thing this week, and I did this on a show, um, on the Final Word show, is that... What's having a poo? No, we were doing final way show. I but wasn't doing prior to, it, was, it was a big thing during the show. Yeah. Wow, wow. that's an interesting thing. To yeah, they were boring. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Uh, I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. and What I realised is that Liverpool's strategy in the transfer market, this is a big change from where, what we were talking about, mm -hmm. 
was was completely wrong, right? In terms of what Liverpool did, because here's here's where it came from, right? And this is where it came from in ideas from why I wanted to talk about this. Climbing to the top is different from staying to the top. Yeah. When you are sell to buy and you want to climb to the top, you can take a few chances here and there on players. Liverpool didn't sell enough players to make their strategy worthwhile yeah. over the last two years. Because we're sell to buy. We yeah. always have been sell to buy, whether you agree with it or you disagree with it. We needed to sell someone for 100 million like we did Coutinho yeah. to be able to reinvest that into the side. We have not recuperated anywhere near enough money for the level of players we needed to stay at the top of football. Yeah. So you need to, unfortunately, fans would have hated it. We needed to sell Salah for 150 million or Mane a year earlier for 150 million. We said million. this two years ago, pre-COVID, the plan was quite clearly to sell Mo Salah for, after we for, win the for league. For 150 million yeah. goals. Win the league, sell Mo Salah, get ridiculous money for him. And it was mentioned, a few people have talked about this this week, like a couple of good, really good <coughs> journalists. And you're right, COVID, no one likes to talk about the COVID impact anymore because Liverpool came out financially actually in quite good condition because of how they managed it. But what it did damage it down as the best as the smartest sellers, you know, uh, that we've been in our, in the history of being Liverpool, but also amongst the smartest sellers in, in football. The market, the the, the top shrunk, bracket, it went. The top market bracket have evaporated, and the ten to twenty million market evaporated too. So all of a sudden, we kept we were keeping Harry Wilson for another extra season. No one took Divock Origi for so much. Yeah. Divock Origi was a twenty million pound player. If you're no sold to buy, him. you can't let Wijnaldum go on a free. Yeah. You can't let Divock Origi go on a free. You can't let these lads go on frees yeah. if you sell to buy. It's yeah. what Liverpool have always yeah. been. It felt like we had, there was no teams with enough money to rip off. Like we like we have yeah. been. Yeah. It it. Yeah, you're right in a way is that the policy that Liverpool the, the transfer policy was at odds with what was above them so if, if they knew they, they had no money it, again there's they should have money because there should be more but that's what we are the owners have decided that's the way that Liverpool are going to be running up to this point anyway they might change that yet yeah. but they haven't shown any willingness and they probably need to but they haven't maybe this this could be a kick up the arse for them we don't know but you're, you're right is that what we've been left with you mentioned this it was perfect before the squad there's no one in the middle yeah. because we missed two years of the, of the signings because everyone's either too old or too young there's very the, and the lads unfortunately was in his prime years it's Naby Keita who can't get on the pitch it's Alex oxlade Jamelin can't get on the pitch and at the minute it's Fabinho who looks like he's been space jammed and someone else is in his body you are right in that it's all just it, none of usually for, for a club that it's such joined up thinking yeah. it looks like we found ourselves in a, in a Ransom notes. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, just scribble. Oh, the joined up thinking is now turned into fucking scribble on a paper because we haven't we haven't boxed it. So Jurgen and the and the and he's to blame. He's partly to blame the ownership or everything. What what he's been left with is a, a very unbalanced squad, and that can explain some of the inconsistencies. When Liverpool's first team are on the pitch, we'll be fine. Yeah, be absolutely well, the, fine. The, what I thought was really encouraging actually in the game, and it's that it was the late substitutions, the young young kids, exactly. And and it's it's that Liverpool have 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 clearly missed the step, and I don't think it's as big a step as necessarily being sold because. We've clearly we have got players in that age bracket. Not, we haven't bought them in midfield, which is clearly where we need them. But they they've clearly identified we need we need more youth and we need to refresh. And we've done that. We've refreshed two of the front three in in the last twelve months, less than ten months. We've we've done the same for the back four, and obviously, and then through progression through the academy, we've managed to do it in the goal in the goalkeeper area and in, in a couple of the slots in the squad. But when you see Canate in that team. 
and when you see Diaz running around, when you see Nunes running around, when you see Jota running around, when you see even like Shimakas being able to come in, and that, like I thought he was brilliant last night. By the way, I think that might be my favourite Shimakas performance because he wasn't quite the headless chicken that he has been when he, you know, he's trying to win mad headers. 50 yards out of position but he was fighting for stuff anyway by the by if you blended his qualities with Robbo's you would have the best fullback that's ever lived yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely because for me Robbo would, would he have a man bun what would that would left back have a man bun one half half yeah half a man bun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah one pigtail yeah one pigtail like that <laughs> I, I reckon his, I said this on the final word show before his delivery from a corner is the best in the league it, it's excellent it, it's, it's one of the best I've ever seen actually because it's in the same spot every fucking time and yeah. Virgil or Nunes both went to that spot for that first one because yeah. they knew exactly where the yeah. ball was going it's, it's, it's kind of like Virgil. eight yards out yeah. just yeah. left us left it's back why Virgil's it. there and winning yeah. headers every single week he knows where the ball is there's no changing the run of changing your run to react to the ball it's I'm going to arrive at that spot and if I arrive at the right time I know the ball's going to be there yeah. but he, he is nowhere near as insightful in the final third as Robbo is yeah. and we just saw Robbo's best game and then we've, we've just followed up with Shimakas' best game this yeah. season as well yeah. which is great which shows you what you can have when you've got two players fighting for a position which is what we don't have everywhere else in the squad and that's where again just a couple of, I want to I want to talk about um, Calvin Ramsey briefly, uh, briefly great to see him on the pitch you know and the, the tiniest of tiny cameos but one little a couple of little moments when he just takes a man on and comes away with the ball obviously got told by Yang just go and, sh- go and show people a little bit of what you can do no idea how good he's going to be or what he's going to be I was quite surprised how tall he is to be honest Which and, and he looks quick as well which I think is a, is a positive thing but first thing he did was just chest the ball out for a corner for them and I was like that's fucking brilliant. That sound. I'm all, I'm here all day for you not trying to throw a stupid back pass to the keeper and he slips over and they score. I'm here for you just knocking the ball out of play. Yeah. It's the first thing the Canate did on the night as well yeah. because he just knocked the ball out of play and went, right, let's just regroup. Yeah. I loved the EBU last night. I thought he was fantastic. He, I think his passing was a bit wild to start with, but again, he's not played. The one where he kicks it like a fucking cannonball at Mo Salah's head <laughs> down the challenge. The one that Gomez was playing the, the, the other day. I don't like know. I think there's nothing wrong with that. If Mo's good enough, he'll control Jeez. it. I was just... I was just... I was just... I was in the process. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I it's think a lot of the... Pro- you know what? You have to have trust in the players you're playing with. <laughs> better, <laughs> better when he starts to dribble on it than passing it. But yeah. I also think... You can go back to like Liverpool look more solid and confident. It must be dead easy when you know the lab behind you isn't having a stinker. Because for the last few weeks, and I, I include Virgil van Dijk in this, everyone ahead of Liverpool is thinking our centre backs are having a bit of a wobble here. Yeah. We need uh, that, that, that. It does. It, it, it must worry because like yeah. Van Dijk hasn't been at it. He's been just well. He's, he's literally been the opposite of at it. He's been two yards away from everything, standing still. Canate wasn't there. Gomez has been up really up and down. He's, he's had a real struggle. I think just getting those two back, solid two centres, really playing well with each other. It was a, was a, was the building blocks ready to what was what was a good performance. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the thing. He's got the height. He's got the power. He's got, got, the, he's got the pace. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. But what I just, what I just liked is toward the back end of the game, and it's still it's it's too early for Stefan Bajetic and Harvey Elliott and Carvalho and Jones to for them to be, for them to all be starting games of football for us and Ramsey at, at fullback and Canate at centre half because all of a sudden people complain about our average age. All of a sudden, that's like a that's a young team we've got we've got out there, and it is too young for some of them. But when you saw the vibrance and you saw the willingness, like Harvey Elliott coming on for for Milner in that formation, I was a little worried because of how much dirty work Milner was doing for us. And Elliott added all the all the, the determination, all the fighting, all the running, all the kicking. 
but added a bit more. I'm going to carry this ball 10, 15 yards and slalom past someone and play a, play a forward pass. And when he started to link up, that little bit of link up where I think it's Ramsey plays it back and then get oh sorry it comes over the top and Elliot takes it off Salah's toe, yeah. plays a little give and go. Then he plays a little one two with with Carvalho and then Salah gets played through and stuff. And you're like that that's it gave me real hope and encouragement that we are if we want to be a team wants to be a team that was going to put down 95 points and challenge on all four fronts then look we, we fucked it by not buying some a couple more ready-made footballers to drop into the team but we're clearly capable of winning one-off games of football which bodes well for, for the cups and it says to me that i don't even if we were to have a bad season domestically by our standards i don't see how we're not Back to we're not a no. much better and team next season. Well, you're absolutely right, and Arsenal's a classic example of this because everybody last season was going, look, they've got the young players to be able to win games of footy. It's when in a two years' time, everyone was saying, myself included, in a couple of years' time, they'll be able to put that consistently together. Now Arsenal are actually what Liverpool probably need to be next season. You know, we we can showcase that Darwin Nunes and Salah in the last couple of games has linked have linked up really really well. You know, when you throw a third that body, across the mate, box. oh, oh god, god, that that fucking knockoff Randy Orton did unbelievably well to get rid of that ball. I've no idea how he doesn't score a frigging own goal. He was the same fella who RKO'd it into our net, wasn't it? Off that, uh, <laughs> off that free kick. But th- when they play well together, it, Mo- Mane, Firmino, and Salah didn't become the front three overnight. It takes time. Carvalho, Elliot, these lads have all got something. In a year's time, they're going to be absolutely superb for us. I have no doubt about it. Um, one last player I want to talk about because again, I just I, I'm at the point where I kind of find it hilarious is the Curtis Jones stuff. You touched on upon it for before, Chris. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say that Curtis Jones is an absolute world of a footballer, but I'm also like, I, it's I, I have seen a lot of really like makes me quite uncomfortable it's like if he wasn't scouts xyz and the amount of people who, who are like he's not good enough like unequivocally prepared to say that a 21 year old lad who has who is getting game time in a you know having come through the academy by the way you know and getting game time in big games of football for liverpool is is definitely not good enough like people are happy to go nah he's, or, or saying he's, he's shit or he's rubbish i that's his third appearance of the season, right? He has that very little cameo um, before Forest. He plays the full ninety at Forest, and then I think this is I think this is the third appearance. I think I'm right on that. If you, if anyone knows, please feel free to shout in the comments. But that was his best performance of the lot by an by an absolute mile. I was really pleased with him, and I couldn't even see half of what he did in the first half until I watched the highlights back. And like, if he's he definitely lacks that killer instinct to be in the front three. He's not Jota and he's not Diaz. He's not like born to score goals because the one that Salah plays him through, he's like a yard safe in his positioning and he's not in motion before the ball gets played. He runs after Salah plays I the it was pass. A poor ball, actually. And, it, and in addition, <coughs> Salah overplay, overplays it. But he comes very tantalisingly close to scoring that. He has a decent header when he gets great movement to get himself into that position. And then his all round his hold of play. A couple of times where he gets caught and holds on a little bit too long. I'm sorry, but nobody criticises Thiago or any of our other players for doing that. And they all do that every game as well, by the way. I was just, just really like, encouraging. Just on, on that one chance where Salah plays him through, 
I think Kurt Jones wanted it inside on his right foot. And I think Salah plays the complete wrong pass and overhits the pass that he does play because he's left it such that he can play it in and I'm going to hit it right-footed first time or take a touch and hit it first time. But he sends him off to his left foot. Kurt Jones ain't going to want it on his left foot three yards from goal on a mad angle. He's not Mo Salah. He can't do those types of things. But that ball from him to Salah, where Salah's just offside, that's a brilliant ball. Like There's so much that what Jones did... And I said earlier on in the show, Diaz is the reason that we weren't playing 4-3-3. Jones was the reason we were able to play 4-3-3 last night because he pressed. He understands how to play that left-hand side role. All right, no, look, maybe he did have 80% pass completion. I don't care. What I care about is what he's doing with the football in a, in, a, in a good sense. And when he's playing well, he's really, really good. And he defends really hard. And right now, he's not a world-beater. Right now, he might just be a Premier League squad player. But there's yeah. loads of scousers who've come through the academy that never made it to Premier League squad player, Paul, as yes. you well know. Absolutely. <laughs> we did a big... We did it on, We talked about him on Debate Show this week on, on Plus, and it was really good. Like, what next for Curtis Jones? And my point was exactly that today. I said, you know, for, yeah, yes, you, you know, Trent and Robbie Fowler and Michael Owen and Steven Gerrard, but we're truly great sides... Create, don't just create stars, they create squad players. Man United were as much of a success for their Darren Fletchers and John O'Shea's and the Neville brothers Nicky than they Butts. were, and Nicky Butts, that they were for Paul Scholes and, and David Beckham's, you know, and, and now Marcus Rashford's and, and, and what have you. Being able to create a lad who could, if he's all I'm all I want care to be. I wanted to be more, but I, I would be delighted if he's just able to come in and, and, and hold his own in centre mid. And if he can hold his own on the left hand side, even better. He can play both both eights. In well, a, in he's twenty one. He's played three positions for us. That's his issue. Is that he is a left sided player, but he's not. He's not a Liverpool left sided player because he hasn't got the pace and doesn't score enough goals. What what we expect from our left of a three, we expect twenty a centre forward. We expect Louis Diaz to score yeah. 20 goals, or we expect Sadio Mane, was there, Diogo Jota. That's where Kurt's going to play. My my gut feel, if you ask me hand on heart, is I don't think he's going to be a Liverpool player long term, but I think he'll be a Premier League player, and he'll probably be you know, someone who plays between 8th and 15th, and he'll do well for them. If, like, I don't know, maybe like a Brighton, you know, just a decent side. That's what, my, that's what I think he is at now. But he's got room to change that, of course. Well, yeah, that's he, the point. He's at, he might, he's at that level now. Yeah, yeah, and he might never kick on beyond that. But my yeah. point on this is that people that it seems to be like because I get I get that and that seems to be quite a prevalent attitude. But like, if you're good enough to play at the top end of the championship and you're good enough to play for <coughs> you know a middle of the road Premier League team, you're more than good enough to be a squad player for for Liverpool. If you're Liverpool se- seventh choice midfield, what what's happened to Fortune? And I think I'm right in saying that some people I agree. I saw that he wouldn't be playing if he scouts. I don't think Jurgen Klopp really gives a fuck if he scouts. Right. Well, he's Jurgen Klopp he's literally bought Fabio Carvalho. Yeah. So and we have this all along. It's like the Jordan Henderson fucking arguments. Oh, he's not good enough. It's like, mate. We've been, Jürgen Klopp, the manager, has been buying footballers in of his own choice. He's rubber-stamped these deals for these lads. He tra- he's trained them. He's chosen these. And he's choosing to play lads who've come, who've been there before or, or, or have come through. That's not by like, accident. That's because he genuinely thinks these lads are good enough to but do if the you're, job. But if, if I was building a squad, right, and I'm looking at a player who is borderline first-teamer or he's not far away from the first-team, Kurt Jones, that's where I think he is right now. I'd much rather have Kerr Jones than than somebody else who's going to leave in a couple of years, Nico Williams, for example, mm-hmm. because he lives Liverpool Football Club and he 
he'd rather play at Liverpool as a bit part player over the next 10 years than go and play for 8th to 15th in the Premier League. Yeah. He would. Jamie Carragher said, why wouldn't you? Yeah. John Anderson, why would you join Fulham? Exactly. Like, some, players, some players would join Fulham and, and some wouldn't. And he's still got fucking seven years to improve before he hits his prime. Yeah. So like we're we're talk and this is what we always forget as fans we forget the players can improve. Yeah. He's not the player that he was when he was seventeen. He's not the player that he's one was when he was twenty. He's twenty one. He's had some bad injuries and he needs to kick on from here. I think we all recognise. Do you that. think it's familiarity breeds contempt because yes. he's been he's been known for so long. He was he, he come in at such a young age and he, obviously the goal that he scores. He's, Kate Jones has been a Liverpool player like five he's, just, he's what's my, four, four my years now my cousin said to me the other day when he was like he went on a bit of Anti Jones tirade and he went he's 24 years old and I was like he's 21 years old okay he's 22 in January but that's still entering the bracket of you're entering towards we're, bu- we're buying lads at age 22, 23 and knowing that it's going to take them a year to get up to speed in the, in the side <coughs> you know Darwin Nunes we've realistically we've, at 23 we've bought him a year too early in his development which is why we've got this roar as fuck player albeit a really super exciting one but that's the thing with him he's only just starting to come into his truly useful years he's this he's not he's not learning and and it's it, it's familiarity breeds <laughs> contempt we used him far more than we should ever have done during the covid season i think he played 30 made 34 appearances for us that season and he i, I get this about I, I did this on the on the on the debate show i think he got something like five goals and four assists which is a really solid return for a liverpool midfielder um and I think maybe uh, the people expected that to be his base level, which has been hampered by a couple of daft injuries since then. And also now you've got Harvey Elliott and Carvalho, who are, who are two or three years younger, and they're the gems. Yeah. They're a bit newer and they're a bit shinier and they're a little bit more exciting in their own way. And now people feel like, yeah, because they feel like Curtis Jones is in his mid-20s and hasn't kicked on, at, you know, when... But I'm seeing people tweeting all over the place, like, oh, all he does is pass backwards. I'm like, you're looking at the telly the wrong way. Like, you are because that ball, that through ball to Salah wasn't a backwards pass, mate. The, the like, what you, why can't you see that? Two, two brilliant passes to Salah, and he and one of them's. I say I can't. Okay, I can't say it's brilliant because it doesn't come off. The little chipped one over the top in the second half, and it's like an inch away from Salah just getting a little toe and putting it past the goalkeeper or whatever. He's more than capable of it. It's I don't. And again, it's this is like it feels a little bit like my in in FSG defence. I just don't. I just don't see it as as much of an issue. It, it, not everything has to be brilliant or shite. Sometimes things can just be fine. You know what I mean? Sometimes things can be accept. It can be acceptable. I don't need to go over. I don't think we need to over egg how brilliant Curtis Jones is. But I do think for twenty one years old, I think he is a very, very, very good footballer. The summer he just was needs a, to show it more. The, the, the summer was like a double saw for Curtis Jones. The reason he's playing so much is because Liverpool didn't sign players. The issue. He gets a bit Christmas because he's, he, again, he's another one who's just too high up in the squad. And jo- I think Jordan Henderson gets this to an extent. James Miller gets this. The fact is, everyone, I think, over, we don't know who Liverpool starters really. Thiago nailed on. It should be Fabinho, but again, form-wise, dictates otherwise. And I think everybody else from that there onwards is one place too high. Because in theory, that third spot should be a new guy. Yeah. Like an absolute baller. And everyone else should follow suit, but everyone's one place too high. It doesn't help when two of those lads, Oxley Chamberlain and Abby Cater, can't be on the pitch. So if Curtis Jones is midfielder number eight, where you go, you know what? What else are we going to do when he's midfielder number four? You're thinking, oh, that he prob- that isn't his fault. What if Liverpool would have done him a favour? And if it was Fabinho, Thiago, and Chuamani, Duke Bellingham, whoever this midfielder was going to be, Lyman, whoever it was. 
And then you look down and you go, well, who's next up? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fit navigator. All right. And then it's Jordan. And then it's Milner. And then it's Chamberlain. And then it's Jones. You're thinking, at that point. And then it's Elliot. Everyone's put, like, Harvey Elliott shouldn't be playing that many. He's played way too much Jürgen yeah. said to you that. He starts every game almost. Yeah. That, that Everyone's one too high. It goes back to the summer. But yeah, everyone's quick to criticise the owners and everyone else for the, for the transfer stuff. And they should, at times, I agree with that. I think they should have done it. But then you don't, you can't, you can't then say, well, he should have signed someone. Oh, by the way, Curtis Jones. It's like, well, it's not his fault. He, he's in that gap that you're saying needed filling. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? Well, I said again, I go back to 1921, uh, sorry, the COVID season. Go back to 1920 <laughs> 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 the amount of weirdos who came out who just were desperate to jump on is my negative opinion about Curtis Jones. So then I quote tweeted it saying, a lot of people out on themselves is needing a bit more love in their life. And then they came back and more, it filtered down, but some people who were, who were desperate to get that opinion again. The triads. And then, and then, exactly, and then I've put a third quote tweet of that, and they're still coming. And they're still, like, what, and I'm filtering them out. But there's people who are so desperate the, the, and it starts to look desperate. It's like you. It's it starts to smell of. I don't want him to be successful. And when you get into that point, that's that's your issue. Nothing to do with Curtis's ability or Liverpool's recruitment or anything. He's a Liverpool player. Why don't we just enjoy the fact that we've got another local lad? I, I the just don't think. You, I just don't know why you can have a definitive opinion yet. You can have your ideas. My, my my idea based on I think he'll go elsewhere is because I think he's a good footballer. I just don't think he suits us. His game isn't the Pills game. They are two completely different things. You say that, but actually Cyber Unders put a really interesting thing. And there's not enough minutes for a true comparison on this. I don't know if anyone saw the is it what's Chris, I'll bring it up on the screen. Have we got the laptop, Joe? No, never mind. Um One of them. Where yeah. what's that what's that graph what's that graph called? A spider graph. Diagram, spider, something, or something other. other. But in terms of Ge- genie versus Curtis Jones, and Curtis is basically 
it's very Gene Wijnaldum. It's like, yeah, Gene Wijnaldum plus. He is, but the, 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 the eye test tells me about him. Like, I, I, his position, I, I, I was funny, I was watching the BT coverage, obviously, and Michael Owen was on it, and, which, and Steve McMahon was saying, saying, they've seen him because they've been working at the academy. He's a left-sided attacker. We've tried to convert him into a centre mid, and just because it worked for Genie Wijnaldum, I don't think it's working for Curtis. That again, I I absolve him a little bit of the Forest game because that was mental. He got he comes in on the, the day of, of the morning of the game because the, the best player because the best player's got a earache. Like it, 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 that doesn't that's different. But like I I don't think his game translates into being turned into something he's not. I don't think he translates into going further back. If he's gonna play anywhere in the midfield, it'll be the left hand side of the three. Soz, this he might fall into you're right. He might fall into the Jaden Jakiri trap. Yeah, he's where decent, he's but he's better suited to a four two, a left and a four. 2-3-1 then left in a 4-3-3 but I, I like him in midfield I, I think he's good I think he's got both sides in the yeah, midfield I, he's just suffering from the fact that we well we bought Thiago Alcantara in who's who's a generationally fucking yeah, that's not suffering though because that's, that's the level that's the point that, that's the, yeah, to, yeah. to play for Liverpool in the field that's, that, you need, yeah. that's your level I think he's a good that's right I think he's good but I don't think he's Liverpool good enough yet can he Can he get there maybe I just, hey, I don't think he's going to get the chance because Tyson Thiago, he's not playing much. And if Thiago's not going to play, is it going to be someone else? What's he going to do? I think uh, when the forwards are all back, he might go back to 4 2 3 1. But I find it baffling. That, and I'm with you because I got the tweet just the he's a championship player. Well, he's not. That's a complete. F- and I got someone to mess with me like, he wouldn't even get on, like, he wouldn't even get on the bench for like 15 Premier League clubs. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's all hyperbole. The truth is always, as it often is, and you probably it's like it's somewhere in the middle. He's probably at the moment. He's a decent enough squad option. He's, he's getting, more than capable. There's not a game of football that you couldn't drop him into a Liverpool eleven for. And I'm not saying to be the main man or be the, the be a, be a star. At 21 years old, if you're good enough to come into a game any game of footy, then you're good enough. To, you know, you're more than good enough to be at Liverpool. Look, he's uh, clearly better in the left wing position for me at the moment. Yep, I agree mm-hmm. because he understands that role because he's played that role all of his life. He has all the attributes to play centre midfield. How he impacts games is whether he'll become a midfielder or not because he doesn't have an attacking impact on the game when he plays in midfield he keeps it a little bit safe which is something that Wijnaldum was accused of a lot is it by design or is it by or is it by him not being able to impact the game I don't know I always felt when Wijnaldum went to Holland you could see he had all the flair in the world but when he played for Liverpool he was asked to do a job for the team Kurt Jones may just have to do that now the problem is you're replacing our most attacking creative out let from the midfield position so it's not apples for apples here he needs someone to play Harvey Elliott on the right with him on the left and Elliott be the creative force to see how good a midfielder he can be but right now he he can't translate how he attacks from the left and how he attacks from the middle he just can't do it at the moment there's loads of people (laughs) and again what what, at 21 years old he's got experience he's played in the Champions League he's won trophies with Liverpool he's played in big games of football he's he's actually had telling impacts in big games of football with big goals or assists in in different competitions as well and I'm not suggesting that when I use this as an example but there's loads there's just loads of footballers you don't you don't know what they are until they're 23 24 25 you know there's a point there was a point and people forget this 
like the Gareth Bale was just a very, very average, albeit fast left back. Until uh, Inter Milan. Until one, <laughs> until one day, just it all clicked for. Him. I don't necessarily say that's going to happen to Curtis Jones, of course, but you know there was a point where he, he hadn't won a game at left back for Spurs or whatever. You know, they like couldn't they couldn't win when they had Gareth Bale in the team, and then he ends up being one of the greatest players on on the you planet. Know if Liverpool put Curtis Jones on the transfer market now, I guarantee you a Premier League team would buy him. Yeah. So he's a Premier League player. So anyone who's tweeting me saying he's a Championship League one player, you're talking shit. Aston Villa wanted him in the summer. And again, might, maybe Steve Jarrett just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't, he's, he's got Scouse bias. He, maybe that's what it is, it's a Scouse thing. But like, he will go to a Premier League team. Like He's of that level. At worst, he's probably like Nico Williams' level. Which, which but is, he's exactly what Jürgen wants in a squad player as well because he can play multiple positions. Versatile, happy to... and and and. Begrudgingly accepting of his role, I don't think he likes being. I don't. No. Think he, I think he thinks he should be playing, but he gets on with it. That's what he is. He, like, this is the he's thing. got to improve and he's got to take opportunities when they arrive. It is yeah. like every fucking young like player that ever broken into a side. Liverpool's, <laughs> Liverpool's biggest problem. Liverpool's biggest problem is because Curtis Jones is, is part of the squad. That that it, it, he's just he's become the lightning rod because Trent was the lightning rod for a while, yeah. and Trent's gone a little bit better. And Gomez and, was the lightning rod, and he got dropped. Well, fucking so Adam Milana had it for fucking young. All this being said, let's not play him in a two. Man midfield. No, 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 no. no. That, that's that's, <laughs> my, that's what I'm saying. I just don't see where he fits. That's that's the only issue we've got. I think he's a good footballer. I just don't know where he fits for us. Yeah. But if he can, if he can learn to be an adequate filling at left wing at times and on left mid at times, where you know for a fact you do, you you're not reliable. He doesn't want. He's not the man to win you the game. But he's the man who just we've been knocking our up. eyes out for the last month about how we let Divock and Tachy go because of like you know having that depth. And like, there's a lad. Yeah, you're right. You know, when you're picking your best eleven for Man City at the Etihad, he's probably not in it. But he's, mm. not, he's not in it, is he? But if you want to win competitions and all kinds of fronts, you need hungry, talented footballers, and he's got that. And he's got like again, he's, he's pacey and he's skillful. He's captain. He's, he's captain of my derby. Do you know the derby county team because the team I want to yeah. put out in that. He's he, he's yeah. captain for anyway. me. I'm sorry to harbour the point, like, but. He's not good enough for us to play on the left wing at the moment. This version of Kurt Jones, he just doesn't score the goals. I think Steve said it earlier on. But if he could have that impact from the centre of the park that he had from the left, he'd be very much a good option in midfield. Mm-hmm. I see the I see his I see his future as a left sided midfield player for Liverpool mm-hmm. in an eight only. But with the option of I'll go out on the right if you fucking need me. I'll go out on the left if you fucking need me. He might not make it to be a first-teamer, and right now he's not showing the qualities of being a Liverpool first-teamer, but he very much is Liverpool just need to go and buy someone fucking amazing, and then we don't have to worry about who the other lads are. We can just get, we can just be made up that there's another scouse lad who's good enough to play and be in a Liverpool squad, which is what we should all be made. We should be delighted, absolutely delighted with that. And again, short memories. I've gone through years of Jordan Rosters and John Welshes and Jay Spearings and all these other lads who were all sound, technically getting Cameron Brannigan, technically gifted footballers. They lack the physical attributes to really be to really be capable Kate's of holding them. Yeah, and this is the best Liverpool side of all that any of those were ever in, and he's actually is. Holding his own in that is a is a very very good thing. Anyway, right. So, um, that so was basically, what you're saying is, if we designed you Bellingham, it'll be sound. That's what we've, that's what we've just landed well, on. Yeah, but we on, yeah. but we on also, if Kurt cut his hair like a crew cut, probably people would like him more. Maybe I don't know. It just it just yeah, it, it's just one of those. People are people are just people need people's passionate need to have a footballer to hate on. I find absolutely misery loves company. I just find it baffling. I just I genuinely do. You can have your favourites. And you have people who you like less, but to to just hold on to such a st- 
strong negative opinion over a lad who is going to go out there and f- and give everything he can to try and make you happy. <laughs> like that is that's what his existence. Are we talking is. about Matt Hancock here going on? I'm a celeb. <laughs> we'll I'm not sure. Listen to plus extra, uh, podcast extra. Um, right, uh, sponsorship time. Who knows wins? Um, we're going to be going through um, this week's picks. There Did is you a- win? Bazillions of I, pounds this I week. I didn't, but yes. last week's results: Stee tied fifty first, fifty first state, winning a fifty first state, <laughs> winning a huge seven pounds forty six pence after getting seven <laughs> out of ten. Me and Chris, what would that be in nineteen twenty? Every twenty five shillings, see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, story. I don't know why you're, I'm sure he was in Popeye that character <laughs> yeah 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 story of the week though was Sold hamburgers and Penny hyphen cop we got 10 out of 10 and wow. five uh, and a Is half right. thousand ahead, pounds wow absolutely incredible <laughs> that's unbelievable yeah there we go absolutely amazing uh, that's just well done well done indeed um, the Leeds game day pot um Stee shone again with five out of ten. Like my shiny head. Me, Chris got two out of ten. Me. I it got one out of yourself. ten. I got one out of ten. Um, one. one out of ten. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even. You know what? I wonder if I can find what that was. It was a shocking. I bet he got the friggin' Liverpool lead result right. Yeah, well, he's, no, no, he's no. outed himself already this week a couple of times. Careful, I um, the only one I got right was Leeds to have over three point five cards. <laughs> I guessed Liverpool to win. I got both teams to score. No, I thought we were. I thought we were just going to win it one nil. I'll be honest. Over two point five goals. Like I said no. I said Liverpool were going to be winning the first half. Incorrect. Liverpool over seven point five corners. I said no. Uh, Liverpool over one point five cards. I said yes. That was incorrect. Um, Leeds over two point five goals. No. And Darwin Nunes to score any time. I said yes. Paul, and the answer was no. Paul, I cannot believe you did. One you went for Liverpool to be winning at first half. Right, yeah. we conceded after the first goal <laughs> in every game for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I don't know why you've done this. No, right. I know, I know. You idiot! It was, it was because you idiot, Paul. It was solely because I thought we were going to win one 0 That should have been your one. Yeah, idiot. Never mind. It was all geared to what? Well, nobody was. To be honest, Mister, two out of ten. It wasn't like it was fucking. It wasn't like it was especially geared towards your insight. I like doubled you. your result, points. <laughs> doubled, is my that, friend. Is that, that was twice as good? Is that as me you? with the fellow? With the, is that me with the fellow with the champagne? And he's, and it's, he's on the he's on the second to bottom step. Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. Uh, two leagues covered this weekend that involved the Reds, the Sunday Pick Ten League, which is a five k pot, and the Liverpool versus Tottenham two k game day um, that's got a whole host of things if, do we, which one do we just, which one should we focus on should we do Liverpool Spurs and have a look at, a look, <laughs> a look at that one okay this is mine go on so this go is on, a, let's see what Chrissy P's gone for see, so he's got Liverpool go on, I'll, 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 do you want to do it or shall I do it I'll be the four yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll announce it so you, you think Liverpool are going to win yeah both teams are going to score so yeah. therefore there's obviously got to be over 2.5 goals yeah I worked that one out myself yeah, unlike that, you the other week yeah I got that one wrong didn't I yeah um, first half draw Payjack knows what he's on about one all 
I'm thinking one all. Yep, it works out. Spurs will have over four and a half corners. They'll have over one and a half cards. The Reds will have over one and a half cards and four and a half corners. And Big Darwin Nunes, the scorer. It sounds it, right, that, doesn't it? You sounds can like get a barnstorming game. Nah, you're we're we're on for a good game there if you get that. And then, um, shall I go and have a little very look at the, at the quick 10? St- sorry, the, the pick 10 the stuff. Quick 10. The quick pick, a quick pick for Sunday's pick 10. There you go. Chelsea to be the Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone for that. Okay, you've got Rangers to be St. Johnson, United to be Villa, Newcastle to be Southampton, West Ham to be Palace, a draw between Social and Volunteer. Yeah, That's the way your La Liga knowledge is shattered. Oh, God, I think it's going to be a draw because yeah, you don't yeah. know who's higher up on the table. When you've scouted Sociedad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's been weeks and weeks of scouting them. The Reds to beat Spurs, like you just said. You've got Roma winning uh, the derby against Lazio and a draw of Juve and International and then Marseille to beat Leon. Yeah, I think so. so. If you, if you your European footy knowledge is good this this week. You've got a very good chance in who knows wins because there's lots of uh, lots of foreign games. And like I say, you're playing against idiots like us. <laughs> uh, sorry, can we just can we just back idiots? Here? So I know you weren't here for my spectacular win, which now is quite a long way ago. But it, it's only the for, it was only the Forest game when I I come top of the come top of the pile. So you did, yeah, but you didn't have to you didn't have to know if so should have a better than Valencia. Was that yeah. Liverpool Forest? Yeah. How does your European football knowledge help you with that one? No, no, no. But you said idiots in this and regard. Also, oh, oh, European idiots. Yeah. yeah, that's what he oh, said. Right, cool, if you're cool, European, Anglophobes, you're like Scousers, Paul. You're like Scousers. Like like. Well, I got a second. Like I'm joint fiftieth in the Ajax versus Liverpool there in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. My pick ten have not been great so far this season to be perfectly honest but yeah uh, if you can if you're watching on YouTube you can scan the QR code or you can go to redmen.whoknowswins.com and get involved um, they're paid leaks so uh, make sure that you, uh, you're over 18 and please be gamble aware don't get involved if you've got any issues with these kind of things but we're having, as you can tell we're having quite a good laugh um, quite a good laugh with this I'd be interested to know how the runnings have gone with everyone so far because it's good to see you finally getting in the, the money on something yeah, listen yeah, what I would say is that right. I mean, I mean, Dan getting you in the money. That doesn't. That's that's illegal. You can't say that. Um, what I would say is that I'm. I didn't want to peak too early, so I'm, I'm getting to the world. Lulling us all into like, a false like sense of security. I am. The, I am the epitome of the reds. Yeah, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, I want one of them five and a half grand pots like Penny Cop. I want to win one of them bad it's boys. Clearly, but as just, to the point, it's it's clearly possible. Well, I think that's. Really, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's in the gambling license. Yeah. If you couldn't win, <laughs> you I can't win. I mean, for you. <laughs> I mean, for three European idiots, it's quite clearly possible. Um, right, and yeah, again, go to redmen.whoknowswins.com or scan the QR code. Uh, you can obviously download the app, but if you go through the web address it, it, and, and if it you sign up, yeah, it makes us look 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 better. So do it that way if you if you'll be. So and me kind. and Steve and Paul need all the help we can get with making us look better. Hundred um, percent. Right, three games now till the break. Um, how we how we feeling? It does everything just feels more capable when we Liverpool show themselves I'm not to be really capable. ready for a midweek loss to Derby but I'm here for a win against Tottenham Yeah, I think we're going to win against Tottenham I think we're going to win against Derby and I think we're going to win against Southampton if I'm honest with you I think I think we go four wins on the bounce ahead into the break and we, we walk in there a bit like Vince McMahon yeah. Like this is it. There's nothing we can do here not the best reference at the moment yeah nothing we can do Why? here at the moment Google what Vince McMahon's been up to recently Nothing oh, we can do here at the minute. Did it, did it alter his gait when he walked down the ring 20 years ago when I saw it? 
No, that's fine. No, probably yeah. That we do again, which is an issue. It's how you interpretation of how you look at it. There's a reason why he's There's a reason why he was walking that way. We podcast extra. Yeah. What's he going to do in the? It's Vince McMahon, mate. Just don't worry about it. The end. There's 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 only two games in the league between now and then, as you mentioned, Tottenham and and Southampton. But to the point, the six points to play for. Even if we win all them, it's not going to make the league table look. Look brilliant for us, but it is a lot about. It's a bit like I think like the Napoli game in and of itself. Stay, we didn't finish top of the group, so we've still got the more difficult draw. Um, ladder on Monday, by the way, on the on the YouTube channel. Um, Mr. Champions League. Oh, the Champions League draw. You, God, Chris. Oh, that's me. Not yeah. the not the knockoff Ranieri. Yeah, yeah. You are Mr. Champions Go League. Ahead, I'll but, take what, that. but what I'm kind of driving at with these four games now is it, it's an opportunity to go into that break feeling better if you don't look at the lead table you're going to look worse and it's not necessarily going to set us up brilliantly for when we come back but just going into that break without that sense of impending disaster is kind of what we're playing for yeah also like I made this point yesterday actually on the show it was a good one like what Liverpool did but with this Champions League is they meant the season isn't isn't over till March at the earliest because they've got two games to play Um Getting through the League Cup would help again keep things alive. The, the Premier League. Can I ask you on the League Cup? Sorry to interrupt. Steve. The, the, if we win this, we come back like the week leading up to Christmas. So it's the week of the nineteenth. Is the next round? They, they, they play the game like just just before Christmas. I think. I yeah, think it's the yeah. week of the. It's a, yeah, literally the words I just said. Um, the week of the nineteenth. Midweek of the nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. So the, the yeah. World Cup finals the eighteenth, isn't it? And then, yeah. So it's the week of the nineteenth. Day is that what we're saying? Which is a midweek, yeah. And okay, it, and Paul, you're saying it's the we week are, of the yeah, 19th. We are, we, 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 I've got a feeling, lads, that we, between the three of us, we've deduced that it's the week of the 19th. We've just stolen we a minute of your lives there. Move on. We play boxing. We At the moment, boxing day was on. The we could come back we the could come back the 19th. 19th. So what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to ask is... We've had this. We've been in this situation before where you, we've kind of gone, oh, <coughs> fuck the League Cup because how it impacts and, and as a knock on impact, it's, it's a stupid game in a stupid place. How do you feel about it this time? I around? think getting through could be good because you could have a little warm up before you play Villa on Boxing Day. So if you get through against Derby, you might not play a really strong team or whoever the next draw is, but you might say to someone who hasn't, you might say to Mo Salah, who's had a month off, do you fancy half an hour in this one just to get you, you know, get some tread back on the tyres kind of thing. So yeah. I, I think that it is what it is. He'll play, he should play a young team, he will do. Uh, although, I do think Jürgen could go stronger than he, he might want to because, again, if anyone's not playing against Southampton, you might as well play them against Derby because what else to do? Yeah. Um, you can't, we can't get ourselves back definitely. I still think as it stands, Liverpool can come top four. And if they win the two games against Southampton and Spurs, that's still the case. If they lose one and draw and don't win and win one, they are borderline. Um so you, you can play yourself out of it, basically. These two games, we're not going to guarantee nothing, but if they don't win them, then then we are a cup team for the remainder of the season. So it's it's more about, it's not so much, it's not so much about going into the World Cup on the, on, sorry, into, into the break, four wins on the spin. It's more of what, what when we come back, what are we doing? What are we, what are we here for? Are we here with all our eggs in the Champions League basket with potentially trying to win a little domestic cup on the way? Or are, are we actually trying to salvage that fourth place? Because if they don't beat Southampton, and Spurs probably, or at least get four points. Then, then that's gone. I think that's gone. So that's where we're at right now. Is that we're trying to this, these next three games decide what we're coming back to because we know this is listen. This is our job. We can we peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, we know we might just be all eggs in the Champions League 
and it, we've we've had seasons like that before where you're like not even asked about anything else. This is shaking. Sorry, uh, with the greatest of respect, no. You we're think not, it, we're not out of the top four race if we lose the next two games? I think we are 100%. No, I'd, we'd I'd, be I'd like 10th really in the pulled, league. We pulled 14 back on the best team in the country last season, give or take yeah, but, points. Yeah, that's These the, are not the best teams in the world, you know, that we're talking about. They could go through a little mad patch where they lose two or three games. Yeah, but the there'd be so many of them, Chris. Yeah, the points difference. Yeah, I understand how the league works. All I'm saying is, I disagree with you yeah, fundamentally <laughs> that we can actually close the gap on those shit teams above us. No, I, Three I, points I, for a win. Yeah, no, I, I, twice. And I'm with the greatest of yeah, respect. No, we can, we can I'm disagree. not looking for an argument. I'm just saying that I disagree. I think Liverpool have got everything to play for. I, I think it would be stupid actually to go in the Champions League basket yeah. because you can't do that. Winning breeds winning. They won't. I, and, 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 yeah. you, you do. You don't. You don't. This is a, such a false fucking notion. And you're, I'm not saying you're saying this necessarily, Steve. And I open it anyway. Um, is that you don't throw your eggs into the Champions League basket until you get to like the quarters or the semis? We did this with the Europa League, where we were like, "Well, what's our best chance of getting back in of getting into the Champions League?" Well, we can go flat out for two games a week and probably fuck both. But you know, you, you make you make that decision down the line. I agree. I was thinking. Will, of, sorry, I was thinking from a fans' point of view. Emotionally, you, emotionally, you, if Liverpool are battling for like seventh, no one's going to give a fuck. However. Which is why I asked the League Cup question: Is because do we care? Do, do you know the Liverpool care enough about the League it's Cup? It's only about what what players are available in the squad at what time. Do they need games or don't they need games? As far as I'm concerned, for the League Cup, if the if there's lads who are back and they need games, be in the League Cup. If they're not, fuck the League Cup. And Jurgen thinks the same because remember the, the quarter final against Leicester? It was Leicester, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, he starts Billy Cometti or centre half, yeah. and, 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 and he takes them all off at half time. But like Jurgen's in the same boat as you. He will play. He'll just pick. It'll be lads who need games or lads who need, and that'll be dependent. And then you get to the semi-final and they'll pick a strong team that's what he tends to do although even that you know he plays Kate Gordon away at Arsenal so you're right in saying I always see the League Cup as a, as a, as a test of where your squads are we never go in full strength on it but it is that thing of it's how strong do we treat this like another rotational game for Derby next week where you just kind of you, you, what do you do Paul he'll see mix. he'll look at who's played Tottenham and who's playing Southampton if someone's not on his his first 15 for Southampton so we're starting 11 plus what he'd like as three three or four first subs, the rest of them will play. So I wouldn't be shocked if you see the likes of Cater, Chamberlain, you know, Gomez might play, because they're going to need games at some point, all these guys. Have you seen when the fixtures are? <laughs> so, round four is, as we mentioned, the week commencing the 19th. That's the week leading up to Christmas. I'm glad you clarified that once again. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think we'd, I don't think we'd cover that point quite Round enough. five is the week commencing the 9th of January. Semi-final, still two legs, pricks. We commence on the 23rd and the 30th of January and the final is still the last week in February. It's fucking nuts. It almost sounds like they could have started that competition a bit earlier. <laughs> like, they've just... It's a cup competition that's spread over, what, two months? Basically, like... It's, it's the World mad. Cup games. And yeah. what, 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 it's, wow. weather, it's weather for me. I, I think if, 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 the, if the games were carried on for another couple of weeks, it would be a team of children playing yes. Derby next week. But because there's one more game to play after that, before the break, he probably goes stronger because why not? You know what I mean? Like these lads are not. There's a lot of these lads who aren't going to be playing any competitive football then for for six weeks. So yep. you kind of you kind of might as yeah. well anyway. Yeah. Um, for example, just like for example, if 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 Robbo starting against Southampton, then Costas probably plays against Derby yeah, exactly. rather than saying to Luke Chambers, you, you, yeah. which well, it would have been if, if it was in the middle of a, so, a busy fixture. Yeah, exactly. So which we kind of probably step on next week's podcast a touch here, but spared my only kind of residing hope on this is that Marseille game looked nuts. And they've put a lot of energy into that, and, and they've got injuries themselves. And they've got big players themselves out themselves in, in Son in particular. Um, Benton Court was it? And no, sorry, it was um, 
Richarlison's a doubt, isn't he? But just, just having to go through that. Whereas we get, you know, we're, we were at home, we played a good, and it was a good game of football. Kind of things came out quite bright off the end of it. The fact that they had, to, yeah, they've got the big heroes pay off, and wow, what a, what a moment to celebrate and stuff. But hopefully, that's just something that plays into our hands a little bit because you're right, that's the big one. Southampton. We can kind of we'll deal with Southampton in a week's time. Spurs is the big one. If you can just put a marker down by beating them, it, you're playing for this for the crisis club. Hand in the crack, you know, yeah. shine the light over there. Fucking you hell, bomb, like bomber man, and you can pick up like that infection where you got the uh, yeah, leather yeah, thing, yeah. and you, you can you can hand it off to another player by touching them. That's kind of what we're hoping to do with Spurs. I think is like, here you go. These are a bit fucked, and these are in a bit of shit, and everyone can kind of the, ignore Liverpool. The difficulty with Spurs, as I see it, is they are the best of the worst sides in that. They are one of those sides that will continue to play counter-attacking. They haven't transitioned and they've got no interest in transitioning to a possession-based side, but they're also the best at the counter-attacking stuff. And it causes, and that, it and causes better than that causes problems. us problems big time. So, yeah, when you come up against Forest and Leeds, it's one thing to lose, but these are actually another level. So the injuries is massive for us. Absolutely. Um, Oppo preview with Flav from the Fighting Cock podcast, our good mate from the Ball Street days as well. is going to be up on Plus this week, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I'm on Saturday Social with them as well, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, loads more content to keep you guys occupied if you are here live with us now and you're subscribed to Redman Plus then hop right on over there because uh, we're going to be extra and uh, there'll be about a 10 minute or so gap so if you want to sign up and get involved with that then you can do in the gap scan the code on the screen or just head to redmanplus.com and sign up as well uh, yeah for those of you who don't know extra is less football more us more aggression more swear words and more stories that we can't share with the outside world and more of us calling Matt Hancock words that we can't say on there on a public space before we go can we just clarify um, when the next round of the League Cup is if we beat Derby <laughs> one thing I actually can point out um, is that I'd like you to clarify it in 1920 <laughs> American if that's okay Steve if you want to come and see us live we are doing a live event uh, it's November the 13th is that right Sunday, Sunday November the 13th 4 till 8pm exactly Kyle's ugly in you didn't Liverpool. fucking think I knew it did you I'm shocked um, <laughs> his face tickets. he nearly did the friggin Carragher on rethinking <laughs> ball oh my god um, tickets are only available to Redmond Plus subscribers uh, free subscriber. if you're a subscriber exactly so if you sign up to redmondplus.com you're entitled to two tickets to that live event so if you want to come and join us pre-World Cup kickoff um, then yeah come and have a party and a bevy and a sing song with us and Dave Jags from the Ragamuffins it's going to be absolutely amazing but yeah um, yeah, head over there and we'll send you the details in your inbox as well gents pleasure uh, what super chat super chat what's the super chat super chat it must be good Jay says guys any idea why Darwin was standing next to Mo in Mo's UCL man of the match picture apologies we've spoken about it no one knows I don't think even Darwin knows to be perfectly honest I think I genuinely think he lost his t-shirt yeah, probably. <laughs> Darwin, where's your t-shirt? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Darwin! Not a gate. He's probably given us that kid who had the Uruguayan flag out. I think he's a sucker for that, isn't he? Um, Tor, Lev Gold, sent us 4 as well. Thank you so much, Tor. Wonderful people, uh, as are you all. Come and check out Podcast Extra. It's going to be good fun. See you there. Ta-da. If you want more an extra Red Men podcast each and every week, but you're unsure what the best platform for it, well, the best platform is, of course, redmenplus.com. But if you are absolutely married to Spotify, if you cannot live without Spotify in your life, you can get the Red Men Plus podcast there now. Simply search for us on there, sign up through there, and you'll be able to access all of the new weekly podcasts from Red Men Plus directly in your Spotify app. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.